one should view their spiritual work as learning to live without stress, problems, fear, or melodrama. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, I'm Mike Dooley, here to remind you once more that your thoughts become things. And I'm going to do it today by dropping another edition of a week's worth of spiritual tune-ups. These were broadcasted live. My answers to fellow adventurers' questions about life, dreams, and happiness. And each one took 5, 10, or 15 minutes. We've sewn them all together for your viewing and listening enjoyment. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Jumbo fellow adventurers, it's Mike Dooley. Time for a spiritual tune-up. Super great question came up. Uh, let me go right into it. What if you don't know, Mike? what your dreams and desires are. And you're just going through the motions of everyday life. It's like being caught in a maze, feeling stuck with no way out, no matter which way you turn. This could be summarized as a question that looks for the ultimate spiritual practice. And this is something I recently spoke to, to my Infinite Possibility members last week's mini manifesting workshop. And what comes to mind right away is a quote from one of my favorite authors, Michael Singer. You got to read his book, The Surrender Experiment. Oh my gosh, does that teach you to go with the flow, to open and allow. Amazing book. This guy has lived it. He has awakened. And uh, one of his quotes is this, and it's going to catch you off guard. It is not what you expect the ultimate spiritual practice to be. But I think with a little bit of thought and contemplation, it's filled with its own revelations. One should view their spiritual work as learning to live without stress, problems, fear, or melodrama. Done. One should view their spiritual work, the ultimate spiritual practice, as learning to live with learning to live life without stress, problems, fear, or melodrama. Forget the <clears throat> forget everything else. Um, if you can get to the core of what's causing you stress, fear, problems, melodrama, then you will remove your misunderstandings on the nature of reality, who you really are, why you're here. You are the eyes and the ears of God Almighty come alive in the dream of life. You came from a state of pure bliss. You are born of pure love. You have infinite power. All things are possible to you and to me right now. Hey, all of these talks are directed to me as much as they're directed to anybody else. I'm learning as I'm sharing. But given our nature and who we really are and the power at our disposal, there is absolutely no excuse for not being in a place of bliss and ease and peace, joy, acceptance, 24-7, 365. Given the truth, as I just laid it out, and I know most of my viewers are totally on board with this, how could you ever feel anything other 
been blissed out. This is the nature of reality. Divine mind has got it nailed down. It's got everything figured out. Everything is easy. Until we come along with our little logic-driven egoic minds, and we think we need to put out fires and cross T's and dot I's, and we need to be in the right place at the right time to meet the right people. We need to be disciplined and, and organized uh, and blah, blah, blah. We create all of these rules Whereas if we properly surrendered, which does not mean do nothing, but if we properly surrendered, we would see the clear path every time. We would know that all is working out for our highest and greatest good. We would feel the love and be palpable in every waking and sleeping moment of the day. So, as I have often laid out, to the degree that you have any self-doubt, any fears, any worries, any melodrama, that means you're misunderstanding something. And you can point to other people and say it's her fault or it's his fault. It's no one's fault but our own that we aren't in bliss all the time. And so rather than look for a guru or a church or a style of meditation or yoga or all these other things, go today with high urgency and a glad heart to those things that you're scared of, to those things that intimidate you, to those feelings of being inadequate. You might not know the exact reason, but you're never going to get to it by looking everywhere else but the pain or the problem you're dealing with right now. So go to the pain, go to the problem, ask, what are you here to teach me? I'm all ears. I've opened my heart. I'm ready to cry a river of tears. Let me know what it is you have to share. Go to your challenges, your problems, your fears, your melodrama. Go to your stress. How could you ever feel stress given your superpowers, given how much you're loved, given your knowledge that you are an eternal spiritual being for whom all things are possible? Your number one spiritual practice from here on out is go to any area where you're feeling any discomfort psychologically, emotionally, and ask why. Why as a being of light? Why as an all-powerful creator? Would you let this ruffle your feathers? Go there and insist on an answer. When you can nail this down, when you can wake up every morning, um, excited about infinite possibilities, when you can go to bed every night and sleep like a baby, okay, then all things will be added unto you. Then you will have mastered yourself. Then walking on water, teleportation, shape-shifting, uh, raising your vibration and disappearing, going to all other times and places, every that, everyone that you could ever think of, just to check it out, just to be a tourist. All of these things are added automatically to you and me when we get out of our own own way and stop seeing ourselves as mere mortal. You are an infinite gladiator of love and joy for whom all things are possible. Know this is true. Get out your journal and start writing to yourself. Go into a meditation, not because meditation is important in and of itself, but because you're on a mission. You're going to find out more about yourself. You're going to reveal your beauty and your power, your lovability and how much you deserve. 
and then all things will be added unto you. Seek first the kingdom of heaven within. When you can see heaven is radiating here, now that biblical scripture makes some sense. When you can see that you are the source, that you are the kingdom of heaven, all else will be added unto you. And you don't have to die and be judged for this good stuff to happen, which is how I used to interpret that old scripture. Jumbo fellow adventurers, it's Mike Dooley. Time for a spiritual tune-up. Thank you so much for the questions you post below every day on Facebook and or Instagram. Yesterday in the Awakening Adventure, we had Sarah Landon channeling the council. And it was about how to awaken, moving towards enlightenment. And there was a point where the council shared that anything you do in the direction of love, you know, for me, being with my daughter or my wife or being in nature uh, and for for everyone, it's something different. The more you can be around what you love, the higher your vibration, the greater the light, the more expansive your power. A question came up during that session that I wanted to kind of uh, tag on to right now. What if you don't know what you love? What if you don't really have passions? What if you don't have a kid or a fur baby at home? Don't want one, they grew up, whatever. Uh, it can be very tricky and daunting and very lonely, I, I, I know. So uh, a question came in that kind of ties in with exactly this dilemma. Mike, what if you don't know what your dreams are? What if you don't have someone or something to love. Okay, you're, you're covered here. You are loved and adored and you'll feel that love and thereby be able to give it out. But let me share with you a couple of thoughts that I just put together. First, let's talk about the dream. You don't know what your dream is. Then we'll talk about, I don't have anybody or anything to love. For the dream, instead of looking for, where's my passion? What hat will I wear? Butcher, baker, candlestick maker. Invariably, you have something going on in your life right now. A job, volunteer, neighbors, family. If you don't have any of that, I'll talk to that in just a second. But whatever it is you have going on in your life right now, given that you don't know what your passion is, deal with what's on your plate. I used to say this in somewhat of a facetious way in my earliest world tour. I would say, you know, if you don't know what to do, but you got something going on, keep doing what you're doing, but do it better. Now, I know that might rub you the wrong way, and I'm not, I'm not blaming it here, but I know that when we're feeling unsettled, we can spend so much time looking for the ship of our dreams coming in the, on the horizon that we fail to understand that such ships are be, built beneath our feet. I'm quoting a note from the universe. So keep doing what you're doing, but do it better. Be there with your heart and soul. Even if it's a job you hate, better to do it better than to quit and wait around on the couch for Oprah to call. Keep doing it, but do it better. Show up a little early. Stay a little late. Say yes, I'll do it, heart and soul. You don't have to love it. I'm not saying love it. I'm saying do it better. And you're gonna do it better by being in the moment 
And when you're in the moment, you start seeing magic and miracles, serendipities. You start marveling at craftsmanship and your ability to do something better than you ever did it before. Make a better pot of coffee than you have ever made a pot of coffee before. Uh, make a better meal. Have a better conversation. Whatever you're doing, do it better. Be there. Be in the present moment. And then, because you've stopped resisting and you've got stopped searching and scattering your energies, it's like life will lift you up and give you that promotion. And somebody's going to come along and say, I want what you're doing. I want somebody like you. I want uh, Clearly, nobody likes washing the toilets, but you do such a good job at it. I bet you'd be amazing at running my, you know, my team over here. And life will give you a promotion through serendipities, coincidences, other people, bright ideas. Suddenly you'll wake up and you'll know what it is you want to do. Or like me, you'll wake up one day and you'll realize that you're living the life of your dreams. And you will wonder, how did I get here? You know, I was writing emails as Mike. I was giving Toastmaster speeches. I was doing a bunch of yucky stuff to the best of my ability. And suddenly, notes from the universe, world tours, book contracts, the secret. It's like it comes and sneaks up on you. The details take care of themselves when you take care of one moment at a time. One moment at a time. Keep doing what you're doing or do it better. Now, if you don't have anything to do, nothing absolutely to do, no family, friends, work, volunteer, consider your options. You could go volunteer at hospice. You could go work at McDonald's. You could start your own business. Consider your options and pick anything, anything. It's not going to be the life of your dreams. It's going to be a road that leads to the life of your dreams. Like I love to share, and somebody told me this once, it's the dirt road that leads to the diamond mine. So it doesn't flip and matter what you do. If you've got anything going on, anything is better than nothing. McDonald's is better than nothing. Go there and be amazing. And whatever you choose, be in the moment. Flip the best burgers you could possibly flip. Be the best greeter you could possibly greet. And, and, and without regard to a job, just get up and get out of the house. I would say, don't go write that book. If you've got nothing to do, don't go write that book. Go mix with people. And then in the evenings, you can write the book. The book's coming. But if you've got nothing to do, no one and nothing in your life, don't go do some solitary adventure like gardening or writing a book. Save that for when you need to escape from people. Okay, don't make that your one thing because we all are people, people. We're all people persons. We all need that interaction. And we all thrive from it, even when other folks annoy us. So keep doing what you're doing, but do it better. Or go do anything and do it better and be in the moment. As you are in the moment, look for preferences. Just little preferences. I could flip a burger or I could make a milkshake. Which do I want to do right now if both are equal opportunities? Look for little tiny preferences. Little preferences are your way of tuning into your intuition and that will serve you as you continue to show up, show up, show up. Now, let's speak not to looking for what's my dream, <clears throat> but I got no one and nothing to love. <clears throat> Start with life itself. Okay, just like the flipping sun rose this morning and there's a flower out in my yard somewhere and there's uh, the birds and the bees and the African tulip trees and, and just start with a wonder 
over life itself. The miracle that we're here, that you're here. I know that maybe if this is you, you're facing depression and loneliness and it's like nothing seems to be worth it. But just keep it simple and look to life. A breeze, falling rain, snow, greenery. Keep it simple. Get outdoors. Marvel at the miracle of creation. Okay, and then direct it towards yourself. Start marveling at the miracle of you and your extraordinary perspectives. You understand things and you see things that no one else understands or sees. You are that rare, precious window through which God can peer out at creation and see things that God didn't even know was there. This is how important each of us is. This is how important you are. And it's not difficult to cultivate that ability to have appreciation. I bet you're all good at this. I bet you're all good at looking at the mirror in the morning and being like, oh, oh, please, not this, not that. I know uh, this was from Frank, channeled by Tracy Farquhar. You know, we go looking at what we don't like in the mirror. And we do that with people. We go looking at what we don't like at people. Start practicing the art of discovering what you love. What you love about yourself. Is there a twinkle in your eye? Your eyebrows kind of just gentle and loving to people. You don't even have to smile. And people know that there's someone warm coming their way. Is it the skin tone? Is it the suntan? Um, is it your hair, your goldie locks? Look for something that you love every time you look at a mirror and every time you look out a window, every time you look into the eyes of someone else, be reminded of God's presence. Not God of a religion, but the divine, uh, the creator, all that is, divine intelligence. There's no denying there's intelligence absolutely everywhere and that this whole place even exists, it's divine. And that this whole place hasn't imploded, you know, in year one, on day one, uh, there's div divinity. So see God in everyone and everything and see it in yourself and start zeroing in on that which you like. You like the color of my shirt? You like the color of your shirt? Um, let it be simple. Start small. And with this, your focus will be turned away from melancholy, sadness, loneliness. I don't have anybody to love to wonder and awe. And as you keep your focus there, just like in a meditation, it's going to drift. Bring it back. It's okay if it drifts. It's going to drift more. Bring it back. See the divinity everywhere. You'll build up this muscle and you'll create this faculty where you will start seeing more of the magic, the miracles, the divinity that surrounds and the, all of us and the love that bathes us. Fellow adventurers, no one said it would be easy, but it's so doable. You totally got this. Creation is on your side. The deck is rigged in your favor. Jumbo fellow adventurers, it's Mike Dooley. Time for a spiritual tune-up and a juicy one this may be. All right, I can totally relate and so many of you can totally relate to this heartfelt question. Mike, it's very hard to be in, in this world and to be compassionate of mankind while not being saddened by the crazy direction of it. 
to ignore it and raise our vibration and to think that everything is all right doesn't jive. I think there are some very dangerous global leaders. I think so too. With lots of delusional followers, they're doing their best. Are we supposed to just act like none of this is happening and live in la-la land while we're marched off to our eventual gulags? I understand not getting caught up in the news cycle and the back and forth, the entanglement, but it is happening and I see no signs of hope at the polls. I am so praying for a miracle of sanity, but I'm not getting it yet. In my day-to-day -day life, I'm not affected, but does history not teach us how these things unfold? It feels really hard to rise above. These are the craziest times ever on planet Earth. But you know what? In line alignment with all I have shared in our most recent spiritual tune-ups, we saw the probabilities for what was happening right now. We knew that the world would be teetering back and forth between love and between fear. We knew vibrations would be rising and we're like, me, me, there, now, that's where I want to live. That's where I want to express. Literally, the world is at a brink right now. We're at a breaking point right now. There's no denying that. And that's what you and I signed up for, especially those cognizant and aware enough to be asking these questions and to be weighing love and fear and what should I do? What should I not do? It seems futile, whatever my decision is. This is what we wanted. And in this, what we most knew was that always positivity and love are at least 10,000 times more powerful and more potent than fear and negativity. Many have said with greater wisdom than myself that it only takes one person in love to offset one million people in fear. I've always said 10,000 is at a minimum and is probably a much larger number. We knew that just as we knew we were at the brink and therefore we knew if we could hold the faith, if we could open our hearts, we could tip the balance. You could tip the balance. Who could resist this opportunity to be alive at a time when the darkness is yielding to the light, but the darkness is fighting back and you have an opportunity to be on that stage and tip the balance. Oh my gosh, this is not easy. Oh my gosh, this is so doable. Especially when you know that positivity and love are so much more powerful. Forget what the polls tell you. We also knew coming into this that our physical senses only show a sliver of the picture. We also knew that the loud minority would try to drown out the loving majority. That's ugly. That's mean. That's spiteful. But we knew that we would have this built-in double secret advantage that if we could raise our vibe or to speak in more common terms, if we could still see that life is beautiful in our world, if we could still be the best that we could be, if we can still greet complete strangers, not knowing of their political affiliations with love, this could be enough to tip the scales. We also knew that there'd be many among us 
who understood this. We also knew that when we engage with a simple demonstration and an act of faith, unbelievable magic is orchestrated in the unseen. But it's in the unseen. You don't see a damn thing. But if you move with faith, if you do the best you can, in spite of fear, intimidation, overwhelm, and a sense of hopelessness, if you take those steps anyway, just a little bit, just every day, in your own life, that you would unleash torrents of energy and magic and love in the favor of the light and righteousness and all that's good in humanity. We are all born of God. We are all pure God. We are who God most wanted to be. And we knew in this deep dive into density, into polarity, into third dimension, third density, that it would be exactly like this. It's not like, you know, everything was hunky-dory and then all of a sudden evil took a hold. It's like, that. no, we knew that we would get lost. You've been lost in your life and you have corrected the path. I've been lost in my life, still am sometimes, and I'm correcting the path. And these folks who are delusionally swearing allegiance to maniacal leaders are just confused. They're just scared. And it's far easier to bring someone scared into the light than it is to bring someone in the light down into fear. Far easier, a million times easier. And so, if each one of us, one at a time, does the best we can, however seemingly futile and hopeless, because it will seem futile and it will seem hopeless, this can make the difference. You will go down in history as legend in the time of the wild, wild west, right after the American frontier was conquered and stolen and all those things. This is truly the wild, wild west. This is like the stone age, the dark age, the scariest time to be alive on planet earth. But hope is everywhere, whether or not we can see it. And that is exactly part of the test. You want what's best for humanity. The end of the day, at the end of this conversation, you want what's best. And the only way that you can contribute to what's best for humanity is to be your best. Not necessarily to picket, not necessarily to protest, you know, do whatever you're called to do. That's all good. But when we do our best to muster up hope, however seemingly hopeless, when we do our best to step forward into the light, when we do our best to embrace a stranger and encourage them, when we do our best at every level, and this is the challenge. Now you didn't sign up for easy. When you do your best, you will maximize, maximize chances of things unfolding beautifully. And I got to tell you, in spite of me agreeing with so much of what we shared in that question, I know that the scales are tipped in our favor. I know that the deck is rigged. I know that we have this secret card up our sleeves and it is just doing the best you can. I know that we will prevail. And while it may be a bumpy road ahead, it may be a couple of dark weeks, months, years, maybe even longer, 
we will see the sunrise. We will walk out there arm in arm. We will see a world, a planet, and its people transformed. While there will still always be naysayers screaming and yelling that they want the good old days and they want it to be like it used to be, we will prevail. Not we as a people against those other people. Love will prevail. Choose love now. It's difficult. That's the challenge. That's the adventure. The payoff is out of this world. Okay, heaven on earth. Easy breezy manifestations. Good and plenty for everyone. Even the folks who haven't even come around yet. So much love awaits all of us. It's here now. It's a matter of opening our hearts to see it. And that's the trick, going within, dying to the illusions around us, being born again. Now some of these old uh, scriptures and cliches make a little bit more sense. We're living them right now. And truly, while these are the darkest of times, they are the brightest of times. And we individually get to choose what is going to happen next in our lives. And that will have a profound effect of what will happen in the rest of the world and in the lives of countless others for generations and generations and generations to come. You are, we all are, legend. There you have it, fellow podcast listener. Now, let's stay in the zone. If you haven't already, please visit my website, tut.com, where you can sign up along with one million other subscribers for my free daily notes from the universe. You can also find out about my infinite possibility membership for a price you choose. Every single Tuesday, I do a live broadcast, a 30-minute mini manifesting workshop. Members have access to the last 52 mini manifesting workshops. So check it out. And if you have a moment and these podcasts move you, I would be deeply grateful for a review at the Apple podcast platform. Go to tut.com, look for spiritual tune-ups, look for the link for podcasts. If you send us a screen grab of your published review at Apple, we've got a very special bonus waiting for you. Check out the links, read all about it. Thanks for being here and I'll see you on the next podcast installment.